The Holy Gospel according to St. John and St. Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. One of the scribes asked Jesus, Which commandment is the first of all? Jesus answered, The first is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. I enjoy music. I enjoy all kinds of music. I enjoy it a lot. I have been involved in music in a lot of ways, making music, performing music. Um, I worship with music. I mean, uh, words are one thing, but words partnered with music, they can find their way to and, uh, and they can find their way from places that are way deep in my heart. Starting from just about as early as I can remember, as I grew up, there were all kinds of people in my life pointing me in the direction of music and, and teaching me a whole lot about all kinds of music, save one. Early in my life, I had virtually no experience and no teachers when it came to jazz music. The first kind of, sort of, little bit of an encounter I had with jazz music was in high school where we had what we then called a stage band which learned a few tunes to play once a year at our school's swing show. I can only imagine how much swinging went on with this group of, of Dutch, um, yeah, it couldn't have been pretty, but some of those tunes we played, uh, I realized a number of years later, were actually some kind of big band jazz classics. Uh, and I did some trumpet soloing with those, those, those tunes as we played them, but the arrangements we had were arrangements where pretty much all of the solos were written out in the music, note for note. And so my job was to read what was written out and to play what was written out. And I, I was pretty good at that. Um, that's as far as we got into jazz. What we never did and so what I never had the chance to, to discover if I was good at or not was to play solos that weren't written out on a page, but were rather improvised. Once in a while in high school, we'd have a place in the music which called for the opportunity for someone to improvise a solo. Our director had us skip past those parts. <laughs> Now, some of you, this is very basic. Some of you, this is, a, this is a, so let me just try to explain. In, if, in case you're wondering what those places in the music that provided the opportunity to improvise looked like, they didn't look like notes written on a page. They rather, they looked like, like things like this written on a page. A, or C6, or D minor 7, or F7-9, or G7 sus 4, such as this. Jeff, you could play every one of those chords that I just did. Let's try this, okay? So it says A, and so you the Okay? And here's a C6. D minor 7. F7 9. G7 sus 4. <laughs> 
That's what it says on the page, and then Jeff, when he sees that or hears that, can do this. Um, these things looked like Greek to me, all right? And I had not yet studied Greek at that point in my life. So those letters represent chords, a particular music chord, and a chord being not a note, but a collection of notes like that. And, the, and, and what happens is, is in a place like that, those chords are played by the piano player, and the guitar player, and the bass player, and, and then my opportunity, were I to have been given this opportunity, would be to improvise a solo, to, to play something that wasn't notes that were scripted on the page, but to play something rather that just was something that I kind of chose to play and felt like playing because it seemed like it would sound good with what the, the rhythm section was doing beneath there, okay? We didn't do that. So what I learned in my early on jazz non-education, I suppose, I mean, this was probably never said, but I learned this just by osmosis between the lines. What I learned is that in music, you stuck to the script. You played the notes that were written down, and, and that, that way you wouldn't play anything wrong. Now, of course, in that scenario, you also wouldn't ever play anything that was just genuinely your own. In college, we did have a jazz band. Uh, in fair, totally transparently, it wasn't the strongest department at my college. There was an adjunct professor from Des Moines who came down on Monday nights. But, um, <laughs> and a lot of times they met at the bar. I just got to be honest with you. <laughs> but when we got to those places where there were those chords, all those letters written down, we didn't skip past them in college. Instead, this director would, as those sections came up, he would, he would point at somebody. And then once in a while, when he pointed at you, he'd say, take it. <laughs> now, remember, that meant that you were supposed to listen to those chords and you were supposed to play something. Remember, I was used to being fully scripted. I had no idea what to do if something wasn't written out. Here's what I learned. The scariest words in the musical world, <laughs> take it. Because <laughs> I knew that I didn't know what I was doing. And I had no idea. And I knew I would do something wrong. Page two. I was not only raised with a rich amount of musical experience and training in my life, except, as I said, for jazz improvised music, I was also raised with a rich amount of faith experience and training in my life, and it was good, it was solid. And coming from the parents and the grandparents that I had, it was authentic as can be, and it took. I mean, in ways that maybe I'm not even sure I can help, I am a believer. And I've never really been able not to be a believer, even though I've done my best at giving it a try uh, on a few occasions because, um, well, because life happens. And as it does, it just about makes a thinking person think about not Believing. In my case, however, in the end, my doubts about belief, um, though they challenged my faith, in their own way, they ended up strengthening and growing my faith, which included necessarily growing in some ways away from some things I'd grown up with. Because, and maybe this is a normal part of growing up, um, or maybe this is just part of the tradition that I, I grew up in. But looking back, it seems that I was either taught or somehow between the lines learned that the whole point of this faith stuff is that you live your life, it's about you living your life, always doing what is right, 
never doing what is wrong, as defined by rights and wrongs that are as perfectly clear, not as black and white notes on a page explicitly written on a sheet as music, but rather are as clear as black and white and red words written explicitly in the pages of the Bible. And you learn those things that you need to do, and then you went out to the world where we were taught that things are all black and white, and you stuck to the script. Which is to say that I learned that the most important and valuable thing about the Bible and about the religion are the rules that they give me, and the most important and valuable thing about faith is following the script and obeying the rules. It was as a young adult in college that I met and found myself really quite attracted to a young woman who was a Lutheran, <laughs> which I had never heard of. <laughs> and through her, I met other Lutherans and even started worshiping with them, and I liked it. I found it refreshing, and part of it was the music. Remember, I loved music, studying classical music at that time, and, and you know, this, this is good music. Part of it, too, let's be honest, um, was the woman. <laughs> I mean, who knows what theology I could have, in a brief moment, fallen for when I discovered that I loved her. But another part, an important part, and I didn't know the theological terminology for this until later, but I was aware of it. Nevertheless, I could feel it. There was something important and different about these Lutherans, which I knew even before I could theologically articulate it, and that, that was that there was something more foundational to faith and important to faith than the rules, and more foundational was grace. There was something more important than what we each do to stick perfectly to the script. There is to and above all what Jesus, the only perfect one ever, did do and does do and will do to reach with mercy and love to us even and precisely when we've gone far off script. Page three and Gloria Day's Jazz Worship Service on Iowa City, Iowa's Jazz Fest weekend. Actually, first a quick story. A number of years ago, a young man came up to me and told me that I could not possibly be saved, I could not possibly be a Christian unless I believed the literal truth of every verse in the Bible, which included believing, because once you believe the literal truth, you can do the math, believing that the universe and the earth were 11,000 years old. I said, really? He said, really? <laughs> then he said, here's a Bible study fact. And he had his Bible study game face on now. You know the book of Genesis chapter 1 where it talks about those seven days of creation? I said, yes, I know it. He said, that word, the word day that is used there to refer to each and every one of those days? Yes, that is the literal Hebrew word for day. I, off the cuff, gave what I thought was a great response. I said, you know the parable that Jesus told of the Good Samaritan where there's this guy traveling down the road and he's beat up and robbed and left for dead and these good religious people walk right by him on the road and ignore him, but the Samaritan comes down the road, this outcast comes down the road, and he, he comes down the road and stops and heals him? He said, yes, I know it. I said, here's a Bible study fact. The word for road, you see where I'm going. The word for road that is used there that is the literal Greek word for road. 
he had no appreciation for the point that I thought <laughs> I thought I was making very well. Uh, there was absolutely no improvising in this guy's faith music. The notes on the page are notes on the page, and you stick to them exactly, which in his mind could only mean sticking to them literally, or you are playing the wrong notes. And he assured me, going to hell. Here's what I'm thinking here at Gloria Day Lutheran's Jazz Worship Service on Iowa City, Iowa's Jazz Fest weekend. I think that God doesn't envision or call us toward lives lived rigidly, fearfully, black and white clearly, trying above all to make sure we always stick to the script and avoid doing anything wrong. I think God calls us, even and especially when life is complicated and not clear, to live our lives without fear, as joyfully and thankfully and graced and loved, we seek to do what is good. And to guide and direct us, not in our fearful avoidance of life for fear of making mistakes, but rather in our, in our fearless and faithful living of life, I would like to suggest that the Bible does not primarily give us written out and fully scripted notes that we must play exactly as written, exactly as written the day they were written, and we must never deviate from them because these are the only notes that you will ever need to play in all places at all times. I would like to suggest rather that the Bible more accurately, more helpfully, gives us chords and chord progressions. And what we do as we live our lives in a sometimes complex world is play without fear the notes of our lives backed up by and musically rhyming with the chords and the chord progressions that God has given us to play and even to do some improvising on. And what does that sound like? Well, back to jazz. There are some chords and chord progressions in jazz that to my ear are really out there and probably beyond my ability to appreciate or play. But there are also some absolutely classic chord progressions. One of the most classic of all being the 12 bar blues progression. And it's, it's got three chords, it can be done in any key. Here's how it would sound in the key of C, right? All right, here's the 12 card, here's 12 card blues. This is the key of C, that finds what key we're in. And then we'll go to, and then we'll go to the F chord. This is the number four chord in this key, and then we'll go back down to the key of C. Remember, this is the key we're in, so we keep coming back. Now we're going to try one more chord, it's a five key. Now the four key, and now back to one. Keep that going. In a jazz section where we had this chord progression, the, the rhythm section would keep playing this progression, and jazz musicians and blues musicians and rock musicians too have improvised countless solos over this very same progression, and they were all different, and they were all played with these same chords undergirding it. Okay? I want to suggest that when it comes to faith, there are some chords and chord progressions that seems to me to be a little bit out there. And I can't appreciate it for playing. 
But I want to suggest there are also some classic faith chords, including a three chord progression that goes like this. Let's have the one chord. Okay, I want to suggest this is the tonic chord. This is the first chord. God so loved the world that God gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish. The first chord, the most important chord, is not you. The first chord, the most important chord, is God's love for you. In music, by the way, this first chord tells you what key you're in. in, in, in and that's, that defines the key. In faith, the first chord tells you the spiritual key you are in. And the spiritual key in God's chord progressions is always the key of love. If you hear anybody playing in a faith key and it's not love, it's not God. God's love for you. That's the first chord. The four chord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. This chord sounds a way important note in the sound of the life. Live faithfully. Don't just live knowing the love of God. Love God back. Your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, your all. Give it to God because you're missing a chord in your life if the only chords you know are chords about you. And here's another chord. Five chord. Love your neighbor as yourself. This chord introduces another crucial sound in the progression. You know the love that God loves you with? Don't love God back just by loving God. Love God back by loving your neighbor, by going to Greeley, Colorado for a week and loving your neighbor and doing things for people. Because, because how, can, how can the God who loves you also loves your neighbor? But how can your neighbor know that unless somebody's playing that chord in her life like somebody played it in yours? A three-chord faith chord progression. God loves you. Love God love your neighbor. Let's hear it. Jazz is not a rigid thing. It is played by improvising in a way that is uniquely you above chords and chord progressions that are given to you. And some of them are classic, like 12-bar blues. Faith is not a rigid thing. It is lived in its best way by improvising in a way that is uniquely you above chords that are given to you. And there is a classic chord progression that goes like this. Okay, keep going. Here's the one chord. God loves you. That's the key. God's love. Spend four whole measures on this. Don't forget, God loves you. Now we'll go up here.